It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? The Wizards' first preseason game in Japan. Rui Hachimura got the start. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Great morning. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver. I uh, just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online with a game. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Starts. All right, so I am live right now. Um, just want to thank you guys for waking up early for this basketball matinee. The game was played, started at six o'clock AM in Japan. Uh, main takeaways from this game. Um, I, I love the way that Rui started out. I thought he had a heck of a game th- from start to finish. I love the defensive, uh, intensity as well. The first, one of the first plays of the game, Rui Hachimura, uh, had a deflection on Steph Curry in the open court and he ran and he dove on the ball and the crowd went crazy. I love that. That's the biggest question mark for Rui, and I thought he stepped up and did that. Finished the game with 13 points, uh, nine boards in 25 minutes, five or nine from the field. Um, both teams really struggled from the three-point line. So just from a team perspective, um, and, and the broadcast, Chris Miller and Drew Gooden, they talked about this, deflections. They talked about this. This is what they heard in training camp and practice. They want to have more deflections. Last year, I looked it up. The Wizards were dead last in deflections per game. Dead last in deflections per game. They got about 11 deflections per game. Um, deflections, it may not equate to 
a team having great defense, but it's definitely somewhat of a measuring stick. You know, the Wizards, they just didn't get their hands on the passing lanes last year. All the Raptors had 17.6 deflections per game. The Grizzlies had 17.4 um, deflections per game. And both those teams are playoff teams. The Timberwolves were number three in deflections per game. They were in the playoffs as well. The Pelicans uh, were, were, were fifth in, in deflections. The Golden State Warriors, who won a championship last year, were uh, sixth in deflections. Last year with 14.9, the Sixers with 14.7, the Pistons with 14.9. The Pistons weren't, weren't a good team last year. But majority of the good teams last year that were in the playoffs, they, they were top 10 in deflections. The Wizards were dead last in deflections in 11.6. And I saw at least 10 or more deflections today. Uh, DeLon Wright was a huge part in that. I love that. Um, we'll talk about Bradley Bill and everybody's performance. Um, I thought Bradley Bill had a solid showing for the most part. Uh, did not play at all in the second half. I love the lob with him. Uh, connection with him and Porzingis we didn't see that connection much but I'm intrigued to see that uh, even more but just looking at the number standpoint the Wizards were 31 for 84 from the from the field 36 percent the score in after the first quarter was a very low score scoring game it really it just looked it looked like a preseason game it looked like guys were out there getting their feet wet Um, guys couldn't knock down the three there was open shots on both sides of the floor you know Steph Curry wasn't knocking down shots either um the wizards it was it was 16 to 12 after the first quarter 16 to 12 after the first quarter that, that's how rough it how rough shooting it was for both teams the warriors finished seven for 26 from the three-point line 26 percent from the three the wizards finished six for 35 from the three-point line 17 percent uh, the wizards got to the free throw line 30 times they were 19 from 30 so from 30 from the, from the free throw line so they were awful from the free throw line as well 63 percent from the free throw line um the warriors shot 40 free throws and were 77%. The Wizards got out-rebounded 62-44 to 44 as well. Uh, the Wizards had 20 assists and 10 blocks. That's what I like, too. Blocks and deflections was something that I saw different from last year's team. In the point guard rotation, it was a point guard by committee with Monte Morris and DeLon Wright. Um, DeLon Wright had a couple blocks. The Wizards, as a team, had 10 blocks as well. Um, the final score was 96-87, to 87, but honestly, it really doesn't matter in the preseason. Brad didn't play much of the second half. Porzingis didn't play much of the second half. Um, but I'll, I'll start out with some individual performances here that I saw that stood out. Um, I saw a couple of people in the chat, Brandon, the sports guy. He said, what's good, Big E? Uh, that's my co-host. He's watching right now. He's not able to make it today, but he'll definitely be there. They play again on Sunday at 1 a.m., so we're definitely going to talk about that game. Uh, Big E Steve says, Rui is back, clutch hoops. I think we have something to keep a notice. It's John, Johnny Davis. He's young, but he hasn't shown me anything yet. So we'll get to the comments. just want to read you guys' comments real quick. I'm definitely going to talk about that later, but – um, as far as the starting five, uh, Will Barton was out with a back injury. Denny Avdia was out with a groin injury. So those guys didn't play. But I thought Rui Hachimura definitely grabbed the bull by the horns and took advantage of the opportunity. Um, seeing him starting at the three spot, Kuzma was at the four. Um, I like how both those guys are long and athletic and have long wingspans. Uh, Rui was going right at Draymond Green. You know, the, We saw the mid-range game. We saw the game in, in transition and taking it coast to coast. He was bringing the ball up a couple times. Um, our guy Wayne was on as a special guest last uh, yesterday, and he said, you know, Rui playing one through five. I don't see him playing point guard, but, you know, there are times where he can get the rebound and take the ball on court. So um, I love what I saw all around from, from Rui. Like I said, that hustle play where he stripped Steph Curry then got on the floor and got went on the floor for the loose ball, that's the effort that we're seeing. And this year is different for Rui. He's getting a full offseason. Um, he missed 40 games last year due to personal matters. In the year years before that, he had a groin injury where he's missed, missed time. So, this is a full, healthy all season for Rui. Um, I'm excited for him, man. He looks good, and I think he really has a strong case to start at the three or the four. They can interchange. Kuz could be the three. Rui could be the four. It doesn't really matter. Both those guys could play either position 
at a high level, in my opinion, and really, uh, really took the bull by the horns and really, really scored well today. So, um, but individual performances, I'll go down individually. Um, that from a game standpoint, James Wiseman, I thought he stood out the most today. He uh, dunked on Porzingis one time. Uh, also, he he finished around the rim really well too. So, just looking at the other team, twenty points, nine boards. Um, Steph one for seven from the from the field, so he didn't really hurt as much. I thought they did a good job. I thought Monte did a good job guarding him, and I thought uh, Delon Wright did a really good job on Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole was one for ten from the field. We know that Jordan Poole can really fill it up. A lot of times, Delon Wright was guarding Jordan Poole. Corey Kispert was was guarding Jordan Poole. So I thought collectively uh, the guards uh, did a really good job defensively. So I was very happy about that after seeing what happened last year, where our defense really tailed off when we finished twenty uh, fifth in defensive rating. So. Um, but I'll, I'll go player by player here, just talk about their performance, and I look at my notes and just say what I saw uh, from from guys on the Wizards and evaluate. Uh, but before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline with a game. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed starts all right so the game was early sometimes it was a tough watch um because you know just the shooting was abysmal but i thought defensively both teams uh definitely gave effort effort for sure um but looking at my notes uh kuzma i love the dunk that kuzma had didn't shoot the ball well one for five from the three but i love the dunk that he had on james wiseman he did hit a three it took a couple um tough shots a couple tough step back shots where he had steph in a mismatch on the post in the post and um, he decided to kind of let Steph off the hook and, and did a step back jumper. But I, I, the chemistry of him and Monte is still a work in progress, too. Monte Morris threw the ball when Kuzma wasn't looking. It looked like Kuzma was going to cut to the basket. They had miscommunication there. So we know they grew up together. Um, but they still had to work on that as well. I thought the ball movement was lacking in the first quarter. Um, a lot of settling for jumpers and mid-range shots on both on, with both teams. But it's the preseason, so they just had to get you know the kinks out and get their feet wet and, and get used to you know playing in that NBA that NBA speed again uh, for sure. So um, th- 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 those are my thoughts on Kyle Kuzma. But you know I really want to see these guys. I want to see Rui and Kuz play together a lot. I really want to see that a lot. Um, the stats actually just went away for some reason, so I'm gonna have to pull them up on NBA.com. But just Going player by player, the notes that I had, uh, Chris Esperzingas, um, he started off a little slow out there, but I love the lob with him and Bradley Bill. I love the pick and roll. I thought the uh, pick and roll and pick and pop with Monte Morris, I thought they looked good too. Um, Porzingis just wasn't able to knock down shots. He had he finished with five points and also had five fouls. So it wasn't his best game tonight. He, I'm sorry, he had seven points. He was a plus one, had five fouls as well, four assists. Uh, Porzingis also had four steals and a block, so he did other things than just score. Uh, he was 0 for 6 from the three-point line, 3 for 10 from the field. 
Um, the only thing that I, I would critique about Porzingis is, you know, he was posting up Steph in the early part of the game, and he he kind of bailed Steph out too, where he he didn't look to score, and he turned the ball over. He jumped past and turned the ball over, trying to throw the ball to Monte Morris in the corner. But um, you definitely see it. Porzingis had a couple open shots that I think he will make. Um, a lot of guys had open shots that I think they will knock down as the season goes along. You know, just getting used to. Um, playing with the NBA speed again. But uh, Chris Stapps, I love the lob from Bradley Bill to Chris Esperzini. That's what I'm looking for. That duo, I think they can be a nasty, potent duo. Uh, and I did want to see Chris Stapps post up a little bit more. Um, he did have a nice post up on Jermichael Green. And I love that turnaround jumper that he hit on Jermichael Green. That's 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 automatic for Chris Esperzini's out there. So, um, But, yeah, I just want to see him get some post touches a little bit more, face up like he did last year in the high post. I didn't, get, I didn't see him get the ball to free throw line much at all this game so uh he did get dunked on by james wiseman but i thought he battled back and uh took it to the basket on james wiseman so i I did like that a lot bradley bill's performance nine points two steals three assists um he hit he had a jumper in the corner he was one for four from the three um he got he had a nice put back and he was talking trash to moses moody who he did play who moses moody played for bradley bill's aau team um, and then M- Moses Moody tied Bradley Bill up. They did the jump ball. Bradley Bill lost the jump ball. But Brad looks athletic. The wrist looks good. He's wearing a sleeve now. He looks athletic. He looks spry. Um, he, you know, he scored whenever he felt like a four for eight. Um, he did not play that whole second half. So he wasn't he wasn't as, ag- as aggressive as we usually see him. He didn't take a lot of shots. He kind of played with the flow of the offense. Wasn't playing point guard like he did last year, but I thought he looked pretty good and the catch and shoot looked good. And I love the pick and roll with, with Chris Esperzingen. So I really, really want to see that more. Uh, moving on to Monte. I thought Monte looked good. Uh, nine points, four for 10 from the field. The mid-range game is real. He's a mid-range assassin. There's numbers showing that he's a really good mid-range jump shooter. Um, I thought, you know, he had five assists. So it's good seeing a, a point guard who's a pass-first point guard. I thought Monte Morris and DeLon Wright were looking to push the pace too. The Wizards were 22nd in pace last year, and I think that's I think pushing the pace would help them out. Uh, as they have guys that can run, Rui can run, Kyle can run, Kuzma can run, Chris Epps can run, Brad can run. They have athletic wings that can run the floor. Daniel Gafford running benefits him too, as he is a lob threat. I thought Gafford looked good out there too. Uh, eight points, you know, he, he's a lob threat. Um, he can defend. So Monte look he looks solid out there. I like I like the way he played defensively as well. Um, and he he has a couple tough mid range shots out there. So Delon Wright is the guy that really stood out to me today. I loved his performance. Um, he had that buzzer beater before the half, but my notes on DeLon Wright, um, that second quarter, right before the end of the half, he was being a pest on defense. He stripped the ball and it hit it, hit it off Andrew Wiggins' leg. Um, also, he forced an offensive foul. He was fighting through screens. Kevon Looney setting an illegal screen on him. DeLon Wright was also pushing the pace and finding open shooters. They just weren't able to knock down open shots. And I think as the season goes along, they definitely will start hitting shots. Um, and they hit a block on Jordan Poole. DeLon Wright had a heck of a game. He had three blocks. He's a 6'5 guard, and that's what the Wizards are missing. You know, Bradley Bill said in the um, presser after the game one time, he was on NBC Sports watching the broadcast, and they asked him, what are you looking for in the offseason? They're looking for taller guards and dogs, and I think DeLon Wright fits that mold. He fits that bill. 6'5", this guy, he said in, the, in media day and in, in practice or in interviews, he said he wants to make an all-NBA defensive team. We'll see if that happens, but he keeps it up and playing like that. He is a pest, and he will get recognized for sure. So. I love what I saw. And the Wizards have been lacking a guy at the point of attack on defense that can really defend and is six foot five, has long arms and a long wingspan. So, and I thought he ran the offense really well too. He, he found a lot of open shooters. Guys just weren't able to connect. Um, Corey Kispert, four points, one for six from the field, 16% uh, on the field, from the field, 0 for three from the three point line. 
Um, I thought he gave good effort defensively too. Um, took some tough shots, got to the free throw line, went two for two. Um, so he struggled shooting, but you know, we know how he started out last year. He struggled shooting the ball in the first half of the year, but we need him to be consistent. Um, that second unit, this is a question I had as well. The second unit without Will Barton, no Denny, you know, who's going to be that creator with the second unit, the second unit, I wrote it down to who was in that lineup. The bench lineup was DeLon Wright, Corey Kispert, Anthony Gill, Daniel Gafford, and Johnny Davis. That was the five off the bench. And, uh, it was nobody who really create a shot for themselves. It was a struggle. You know, Corey Kispert took some tough ill-advised shots. Um, they just don't have a creator. So that's the thing with if Rui starts, you can have Will to throw Barton, who's a microwave scorer, who's a guy who can, who can create a shot for himself off of isolation. And that's what that bench unit really, really needs badly. So I think it would be best for them to um, have Will Barton coming off the bench because they need somebody who can create a shot. You know, Anthony Gill is a pick and pop guy, pick and roll guy. Corey Kispert's a guy, you know, who is best coming off screens, you know, a la Duncan Robinson, a la, you know, Doug McDermott, Reggie Bullock. Um, shooters that come off screens and, and, you know, running, you know, backdoor cuts. That's what Corey Kispert does. He's not going to create anything off the dribble and off the move, but a guy like Will Barton, he's a guy that can create off the dribble and dribble and create off the move. DeLon Wright is a guy who's, you know, he's a pass first guy. He's looking to set people up. Um, and then Gafford's a guy who thrives off lobs and cutting, pick and roll, you know, different, different things like that. Gafford did shoot a jumper. Um, he missed it, but I'm, I'm liking that. Maybe he's going to learn that from Marching Gortat how to knock down that mid range shot, but, that second unit, that's another question for me, too. Who is going to be the score with that second unit? Because, you know, they could stagger minutes with starters, but there's going to be times where it's going to be an all-bench unit in there at times. So um, that five, and Johnny Davis was a part of that five, too. He just he wasn't able to re- really create a shot for himself with that lineup, too. So that lineup, they struggled to score. Um, another guy, let's go down the list, Daniel Gaffer. Like I said, I, I really like what I saw from him. He's just bouncy. He's really athletic. He had a couple and ones. He was battling with James Wiseman as well. Eight points, four boards, um, two for four from the free throw line. Has to be better from the free throw line, but three for four. And we just saw how bouncy and athletic he is. And he had two blocks as well. So he was, you know, he was out there protecting the rim as well. So I love what I saw from Daniel Gafford. Um, Anthony Gill, one for four from the field, three points. And I had four rebounds, one assist. Um, I thought he played with good effort out there too. Johnny Davis was 0 for five. So we'll talk about Johnny Davis a little bit later. Um, cause that's some, some people already chimed in about him. I'll get to the comments really quickly here, but I'm gonna look at my, then Todd Gibson, Todd Gibson, three for five, eight points, eight points. Didn't play much tonight, but, uh, he had two threes, man, him and Johnny Davis, they did have a pick and pop connection. So when Johnny Davis is running point guard, he did find Todd Gibson for a couple threes. And, you know, who knows how much time playing time Todd Gibson will get Todd Gibson played 10 minutes tonight. But they're they're going to need Todd Gibson in some moments. You know, Gafford, unfortunately, if he gets in foul trouble, or gets winded. Uh, Chris Esporzingis, you know, he has missed a lot of games in the past. Um, but, you know, I've, my bold prediction is that Chris Esporzingis is going to play 70 games. But, you know, Tommy Shepard has brought up Todd Gibson's name a lot in press conferences. So he's a guy that, you know, he, he's got to be ready and he will be ready. He's a, he's a seasoned veteran, a leader, um, you know, an extension of the coach as well. Kind of like a player coach, a la Udonis Haslam. It's going to be the Udonis Haslam for the Wizards. Hit two threes today, two for three, two for three from the three-point line. He's evolved and he's he's you know he's you know stretched his game out to the three-point line. So I like that from from Todd Gibson a lot, and I like the pick and pop from Johnny Davis. So I want to see that on Sunday at one a.m. when they play the Warriors again. Uh, Vernon Carey, I thought he played some good minutes out there. Played eight minutes, three points. He had a nice post up and scored. Um, Isaiah Todd as well. Isaiah Todd, that was the best play I've seen from him in his career. 
watching him. I thought that was, he had an and one where he actually, you know, put his head down and went to the basket and finished through contact instead of just selling for a three. Because Isaiah Todd, sometimes, you know, he forgets that he's, you know, athletic and he can take guys off the dribble, that he's capable of doing that. And he'll just settle for a three, you know, and he'll just be a, a basically like a three and D guy where I think he's capable, capable of doing more than that and actually getting to the basket and using his length and his strength and athleticism and scoring on people. And he put his head down, got to the basket, and I love the ball handling right there. Uh, because last year when he was in against the Pacers, he didn't want to put the ball on the floor at all. So that that showed development to me. And I've seen clips of him working out with, with Kyle Kuzma after practice. So um, it looks like that's working for him. So I want to see more of that. Because in the summer league, I, I thought he settled a little too much for three-pointers. So I, I'm, I'm excited for I, – I like what I saw from Isaiah Todd in that one play. Jordan Shackle, four points, had a nice re- reverse layup as well. So I'm going to open up the chat to you guys real quick, and then we'll wrap it up. So I want to thank you guys for being here. 27 people in here at 10.53 in the morning. So I know you guys love your Wizards basketball, man. We're going to talk about it. Um, Brandon, my guy Brandon, my co-host, my co-host, he said, what's good, Big E? Uh, Big E Steve says, Rui is back, man. Yeah, a lot of people forgot about Rui. That's the thing. And, you know, him missing those 40 games, you know, it did give an opportunity for other people to step up and take those minutes. Uh, I thought Kuzma took the bulk of Rui's minutes, and then KCP was starting at the three. Brad was at the two. And uh, by the time Rui came back, you know, he was coming off the bench, you know, even even when Brad was hurt, you know, Corey, Corey Kisper was starting at the two and KCP was starting at the three. And then Kuz was at the four and Rui was coming off the bench. Rui and Denny were coming off the bench. Um, and then Rui was on a minutes restriction and then they slowly brought him back. But this year with a full offseason, excuse me, he's healthy. The shot looks good. Didn't make any threes, but he did other things. The mid-range game will always be there for Rui. The step back mid-range game will always be there for Rui. The finishing around the rim is his is his calling card, um, and like I said, people people were really down on Rui, man. Seriously, like I've always said, look, this guy out of the young core, he's done the most. Honestly, he's the guy who has proven he's put up numbers. He, he has concrete games where you can look at it and be like, hey, this guy contributed in some big games. That playoff game is the Sixers, where you know we got gentlemen swept, but hey, we won a game. You know, he had put up twenty points and thirteen boards. The dunk on Anthony Davis. The dunk on Isaiah Stewart. He's had 30-point games. He's had double-doubles. The guy has been a major contributor for the Wizards. And this is a contract year for Rui Hachimura. It's a contract year. And I know it's a lot of pressure. A lot of microphones were in his face before the game and uh, practice yesterday as well. Um, and he stepped up, man. He put on a really good show and a good performance. Can he start at that three spot? Uh, I think he can. And Will Barton coming off the bench to help scoring and help guys create offense and generate offense and man- manufacture offense would be the best situation for this team, but it's up to West Huntsville Jr. It's up to the guys to make them di- make it difficult. Unfortunately, Denny is out with a, with a groin injury right now, so that's a setback for him. Um, but I think Rui right now, I think he's taking advantage of the opportunity right now. Uh, he's not going to look back at all. So I'm, I'm excited to see him play and treat to see him play again um, on, on Sunday. Um, another of my notes, I said Johnny Davis is still picking up his dribble. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um I already talked about the law and right. Monte Morris mid-range game. Johnny Dur- Davis turnover. Isaiah Todd and one. I did like that. Um, all right, so let's get back to the comments here, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, Clutch Hoop says, I think something we have to keep in notice is Johnny Davis. He's young, but he hasn't shown me anything yet. So the notes I had on Johnny Davis, he played a lot in the fourth corner, in the fourth quarter. Um, he did have a turnover where the, the Golden State Warriors took the ball down and they scored. He was running point guard. So that's something – Development is going to be huge for this guy. You can say that for everybody, but you have to be patient with Johnny Davis. Just looking at the summer league, looking at this game today, you're going to have to be patient. And that's normal for, for rookies and young guys. 
Um, and honestly, the G League, people talk about that a lot. I don't think it's a bad thing if he if he has a stint in the G League. Um, you look at Moses Moody, he played in the G League. Jonathan Kaminga played in the G League. Keldon Johnson for the Spurs played in the G League. Josh Primo for the Spurs played in the G League. So a top 10 pick or a lottery pick playing in the G League is not the worst thing in the world. It's just not. And I think I think that may help Johnny Davis's development out um, because right now he, he just looks, you know, athletically, he's just a, he's a step behind a little bit. He's still picking up his dribble. It's a learning process. Doesn't have a lot of moves to create separation as well. Uh, he did have an air ball or two today coming off the screen. There was one time where he came off the screen where he was running point. He did a push shot at the free throw line uh, where he could have just did a normal jumper. I'm just like, hey, you know, just pull up and, and hit the jumper. Why are you doing a push shot at the free throw line? So um, so those are some of the critiques I have for Johnny. Uh, but I, I like the pick and pop with with uh, Todd Gibson. I think that's where he had his best reads as a point guard and his best passes as a point guard as well. Um, so they did they did try to do that. Um, and, and see and just experiment a little bit. This is this is what this is what um, preseason is for. And then he had a turnover on a backdoor pass where he tried to force it to Todd Gibson. So those are my um, good. The good, bad, and ugly for Johnny Davis was the good was the passing to Todd Gibson. Um, the, he did get to the free throw line one time where he airballed, but they fouled him. He got to the free throw line, so that was a part of the good. Him being aggressive. The bad was the turnovers, the backdoor pass, um, and him still picking up his dribble and not being able to create separation. So that's just the critiques that I saw for Johnny Davis or that I have. Uh, Biggie C said, we look good, especially on defense. Last year's team, we would have been blown out. They did look they did look better on defense. I like that. They did look better on defense. Definitely more effort. I think they just had more guys that are capable of, of being – of defending. You know, DeLon Wright. I think he's going to be a great catalyst for defense. I think he's going to—he's a guy that can definitely get some steals and deflections, and make it easier for the Wizards to to get easy points with steals and deflections. Sometimes your offense is starts by your defense, you know. And I'm happy they took away the take fouls. So they took away that take foul. So if we do get a steal and somebody tries to foul us and stop our fast break, uh, we can just keep it going, you know. Phil Wilson says Johnny Davis needs some time in a G League to make mistakes and learn what he's good at. I just hope he doesn't waste a year sitting on the bench. And yeah, I already brought that up because I knew somebody was going to bring that up. Um, now, I do think it would help him. I think with a Capital City Go-Go, I think he's going to, he's a guy that's going to put up you know thirty points a game with the Go-Go or twenty twenty-five something like that. Um, but I do think for his confidence, I think it would be good for him to play in the G League instead of sitting on the bench. And there's games, and he doesn't have to play all thirty, however many games are in the G League. I don't know if it's thirty or thirty-five. I'm sorry, I don't really watch the G League that much, but. Um, I don't know how many games are in the G League, but he doesn't have to play all 30, 35. Troy Brown Jr. played in the G League, you know, and that was a lottery pick for the Wizards uh, in, what, 2018? He's no no longer on the team, so I'm not going to bring him up because that doesn't bode well for Johnny, that comparison. Um, But, hey, you know, guys playing the G League, like I said, Kamingo, James Wiseman played in the G League as well. Um, There's a lot of guys, there's a lot of top top 10, top 15 picks that have played in the G League. Corey Kisper, they were sizing him up for a G League jersey. Last year is what they said. Now, is this a testament or a showcase on Tommy Shepard's drafting? It's way too early. It's way too early to make judgment yet. All these guys are not finished products. Same thing with Rui. You know, he still has room for developing too. But I, I like I like what I see from. I think Rui can have a breakout season. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think the G League will really help Johnny Davis a lot. Just slow the game down for him. Get his confidence up. See what works and what doesn't. Like you said, Phil, um, to make some mistakes. You know, maybe he can run point in the G League. You know, he can run two. They can run plays for him. Now, his comparison is Josh Hart. You know, how is he going to fit on this roster? Do they need him in this roster? 
you know, is he more of a three and D guy? Where who's going to have to be able to knock down a three? You know, when Brad when he when he's playing with Brad or or playing with you know whoever, you know, you don't want to just send him in the corner because at Wisconsin he was a guy where he was the guy. He was the number one guy. They the offense went and went and went and it came and went with with Jamie da- with Johnny Davis. The mid range game, tough shots, uh, tough mid range shots. Are you going to be able to do that at the NBA level? So those are the question marks there. How is he, how is he going to marry? How is he going to score for himself in the NBA game with the NBA speed against other guys who are more athletic than him, who are just as athletic than than him or more athletic? You know, so those are the question marks for Johnny Davis. Uh, Biggie Steve said it, it was still a close game despite stats. Um, Biggie Steve said it's a testament to us to us maybe being a threat in the East, especially keeping it close against the World Champions on a neutral court. It did somewhat feel like a season game in the first half. Yeah, both games were playing. Both teams were playing hard. Um, Highline Bling says is a good song. He says uh, his beard, Gafford and Wright, Gafford and Wright. Yeah, they're two good defenders. I, I like seeing them got those guys play together. I like seeing them play together. Um, the Marcy said they cannot shoot to save their life, but we have so many ways to score. Looking really good. Yeah, it was a struggle for both teams. Both teams were were darn bad from the three point line. Uh, the Wizards shot like sixteen percent from the, from the three point line. The Warriors shot like 30 percent. From the three-point line, it was uncharacteristic. Clay Thompson didn't play today either, um, so maybe he would have helped the Warriors shoot better. But um, you know, Will Barton didn't play, so he he could have helped our three-point shooting. Uh, I really want to see Will play. I really do. That's one guy I really want to see play. I want to see how he fits in this roster, um, whether he's starting off the bench because he he really can bring some off. He's a microwave scorer. He really can turn up offensively, and he's a really good playmaker too. Fr Edling says Rui All Star. We'll see. We'll see about that. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Um, Kid Trunk says we need to develop Isaiah Todd. Yeah, um, that his play that he made today. I thought that was the best play that I've seen him make. Whether it was in the summer league, whatever I've seen from Isaiah Todd, I liked him not settling for a three point. I think he's a better player than just settling for threes and living by living and dying by the three point shot. I think he can do more. Um, still has to get in the weight room. Still has to get stronger. Still has to work on ball handling. Still has to work on playmaking. Still has to work on on, on his IQ and, and learning the game. Still very young. Just came out of the G League. I mean, um, just came out of the um, the G from the G League Ignite not too long ago. Um, you know, second round pick. You know, Tommy Shepard traded our first round pick and um, and traded for him and I, Isaiah and, and uh, Aaron Holiday. Aaron Holiday is no longer on the team, so we'll see how that that move that Tommy Shepard made worked out. But um, yeah, it's 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 a slow development process for Isaiah Todd, and it looks like it's going to be the same way for Johnny Davis. Um, I compare Isaiah Todd a little bit to Chris McCullough. He reminds me of him. He reminds me of Devin Robinson too. Just that wiry, athletic frame from those guys. But Isaiah Todd, he's the best shooter out of the three, the best three-point shooter. So um, I want to see how it works out. I want to see how it works out. Um, I don't see him getting much time this year. I don't see him really being in the rotation. I think it's going to be another another year in the G League. And then another year playing the summer league for Isaiah Todd. But I, I really like how he really got downhill and got to the basket. That that was that was um that was encouraging. That was encouraging. Jack Overstreet says JD Johnny Davis is not playing in the G League. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, whatever the Wizards decide to do, I'll support it. But I do think that he will play in the G League a couple of games. I think he will play in the, in the G League a couple of games. And, and like I said, it's not a bad – I think I think people look at the G League and they say, oh, it's just such a bad thing, or they look down upon it and they frown on it. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I really don't. Um, Pink Difference said, this is just a summer league game in Japan. Rui is a good man off the bench. 
Uh, Ping different. Hey, we'll see. I mean, Rui's been Rui started his rookie. People forget. People act like he didn't start his rookie year. He didn't start his sophomore year. And this guy, Rui, he was you know he made an all rookie team as well. So like I said, Rui has he's done more concrete things. He's done a lot of concrete things, things that you can pinpoint that he's done really really well um, among our young core. You know, and I think Rui, Rui, if it, when he's locked in and when he's healthy and he has a full off season, I think he can really. I think this guy can be the limit for this guy. I really do. He's averaged thirteen points a game. His, his rookie year and his sophomore year, he's added to his game. Um, it's just defense. Defense is something that he has to – and rebounding. I thought he rebound. That's something that stood out today too, man. He rebounded the ball, and that's what I've been begging him to do. And that's something that Kuzma has done. And I think – I always say he can learn from Kuzma, rebounding the ball, because Rui, Rui has the height and the athleticism and the frame to be a better rebounder than what he does. He had nine boards today. Should have had a double-double if he would have played more. But 13 points and nine boards. That's something that stood out to me was rebounding the ball and his defensive effort. For sure. Uh, Jack Overstreet says, is Johnny Davis the official backup point guard? No, he is not. Monte Morris is the starting point guard, and then DeLon Wright is the backup point guard. Johnny Davis, um, I, I guess he's third string as a point guard. Um, so, And they, they said they, they would use Bradley Bill as a point guard, too. So we'll see um, how to point guard. It's point guard by committee. It's not just one guy. Um, but I thought I, li- I like what I saw from the, from the point guard today. The ball didn't stick. They were moving the ball. And they, they play hard on the defensive side of the ball as well. Um, the Marchi says Kate Chris Porzingis with four steals or seven foot two or seven foot two ball basketball stealer. Um, yeah, I didn't know he had that many steals. He did have five fouls today, but it's preseason, so go ahead and get those fouls out and you know see how the refs are calling games so you so he can learn and not be in foul trouble. Um, but offensively, he did struggle today. It was his first game of the preseason. Didn't really see much from the mid-range game, which he really played well in the mid-range last year uh, at that free th- at the free throw line. Didn't shoot the ball well over six. Um, and then I, I just didn't like how he didn't take advantage of posting up Steph Curry in the beginning. Um, but other than that, I thought he did some good things. I like the post. I like where he did the pick and roll. He got to the middle. He got right into the paint. Got big on James Wiseman. Just turn around and hook shot. So it, Chris Evans doesn't really have to dribble the ball a lot because he's already seven foot three. He's already seven foot three, so just turn around and knock it down. Um, Teaser says Johnny looks nothing like he was at Wisconsin. Um, it's, it's it's a learning process. It's a learning process, and it's, it's it's an adjustment. It's an adjustment. It's a different game than the Big Ten. It's a different game than Wisconsin. Um, I liked Johnny Davis the pick when we picked him, and I, I still like. I still I want to see more. Of course, um, the jury is out. Of course, um, but I, I like I like. I still like Johnny Davis's game because of the effort. And he had a couple good steals too. He got in the passing lanes. He did have a deflection as well. So that was that was part of the good for, that I saw from Johnny Davis. So I did like that as well. I did like that as well. I liked how he had, he had a couple deflections. He was in the he was in the passing lane and he was being a pest on the defensive side of the ball as well. Our last comment here, Brandon Thomas. Once again, just want to thank you guys for coming in. 37 people in the chat at 11 o'clock in the morning. Basketball matinee, morning matinee of basketball. I love it. Uh, Brandon Thomas says, I agree. Johnny Davis should definitely be in the G League to develop. Um, yeah, I, I, I said it once again. I, I said that in the summer league. I got a lot of pushback from that. Um, but, hey, I mean, it, it's this really is going to be – we're going to see the Wizards brass here or their front office and their brain trust. We're going to see their developmental process with Johnny Davis. You know, we're going to see – it's going to it's gonna take some time. Um, you know, it's a three-year, four-year, five-year process. Um, until he gets to the end of that rookie deal, really the fourth year until he gets to the end of the deal because yeah, Rui's in his fourth deal. He's a restricted free agent coming up. So, you know, we got four years to see what we can get with Johnny Davis, you know. So 
Um, this year, it may be a red shirt year. Otto Porter was a red shirt year. Kelly Oubre was a red shirt year where both those guys barely played. They didn't play in the G League, but they barely played. Otto Porter had a warm-up on for his rookie year a lot. He had a warm-up on it. A couple of DMPs, a couple of DMPs. Kelly Oubre, uh, he was with 15th pick for the Wizards. A couple of DMPs wearing that, that warm-up. Um, it might look like that for Johnny Davis. And then your second year, we'll see what you can do. You know, we'll see what you can do. Um, throw you out to the wolves and let you play. Uh, but I think the G League would be better for him because it will let him develop. And I think the the only way you can get better is by playing. I, I don't believe in sitting on the bench and getting and getting and, and getting better and playing. I, I believe in the process of you play, you get better. You know, you can look at the NFL quarterbacks. You know, that rookie quarterback. A lot of people like the rookie quarterback to sit on the bench, but sometimes I like I like that rookie quarterback to just go out there and play. And right now, I don't, I don't see Johnny Davis getting m- many minutes. But I think Johnny Davis playing in the G League, getting up to speed, seeing what works, because a lot of guys that played in the summer league played in the G League too. So it could be it could be challenging for him to play in the G League too. You, you just don't know. But I do think he'll play well in the G League. I really do. I think it would be better for him for his development to get out there and play and get his confidence up because his game, a lot of, you can say this about everybody, their game is based on confidence. But Johnny Davis, he needs to get that confidence up. He does. He needs to get that confidence up. And I think a couple games in the G League will help that. And then you know, let him play a couple games in in the um in the regular games too. So, but I think the G League will be good for his developmental process. You look at like I said, Kaminga, Moody, Anthony Simons played in the G League, um, Keldon Johnson from the Spurs, Josh Primo. A lot of people played in the G League. A lot of play. A lot of Jordan Poole. Look at Jordan Poole right now. He played now. Jordan Poole. I understand he's the twenty eighth pick. He was the twenty eighth pick of the draft. A lot of these guys were later picks. Pascal Siakam. Uh, 27th pick of the draft for the Raptors. He played in the G League as well. I get it. He was a later pick, but the G League helps. It really does help with your developmental process, and I think it will help Johnny Davis a lot. But once again, I just want to thank you guys for listening, making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd, host of number one. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on on this podcast indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet it's free and available wherever you get podcasts thank you guys for watching hope everybody has a good weekend we'll be back hopefully my guy brandon will be with me on sunday or monday when we do recap uh the second game but i, I like overall what i saw i thought the defense was good i thought Rui played well and uh we may have found our starting lineup so all right you guys hell to the wizards peace Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.